Welcome, everybody, to the Sonoma Spiel. My name is Tim with Sonoma Valley Visitors Bureau. And uh, every week we have amazing things we talk about. This week, listen up. It's kind of a blustery fall day today. It was the, the, the evenings have been cooled off. The mornings are cool, but the afternoons are hot. Like it's like 80 degrees, and that's actually good for the grape harvest. I know. I if you go back and listen to the podcast, I know you do. I've been talking about harvest now for 12 months, but I swear to God, it's coming any second now. And uh, as it heats up, that's when the grapes are really starting to come in. I'm starting to see a lot of the macro bins, the big bins of the grapes coming down on the trucks, um, and it's it's a good thing. A lot of buses have been on the plaza, so it means a lot of people are coming up here they come up they have one hour to eat and they run up to the visitor center staff they go, where can we eat and we point them in different directions um and today i had a woman who's really amazing high heels like the kind stiletto types she's from la beautiful outfit and uh, her husband goes we need to buy practical shoes where can we find some so directed her to the shoe shop and also where to find some moleskin at cvs uh and then i thought okay it's october it's almost by the time you listen to be october so we need some pumpkins for the visitor center for the cart out front so i run to the visitor to the farmer's market like i do every friday i talk to my pumpkin guy jimmy i've got a pumpkin guy everyone does here and i said jimmy um i need pumpkins and he said we don't have any here but you have to come to the farm to get pumpkins and october 14th we'll be launching them with the trebuchet as you do we'll be launching gourds and pumpkins and all sorts of things uh, over at oak hill farm in Glen Ellen. so that's kind of neat but that's not as neat as my guest because this week i have a very special guest i know i say every week i have a very special guest this time i actually actually mean it he he looks like he's from the outdoors he smells of pine and oak and uh other <laughs> things <laughs> it's brad day with weekend sherpa brad how you doing i'm good i'm good, I'm, good. I'm, that's the best intro I've ever had, smelling of pine and, and oak in the outdoors. That's right. He's from right into the outdoors. It's Brad. Uh, Brad, you you are from the outdoors, right? I mean, like your your business yes. is hiking and stuff, right? Yeah. So uh, Weekend Sherpa, if, if you're not familiar with it, is a website and an email. If mm-hmm. you like getting outdoors and you live in California and the Bay Area or even in L.A., mm-hmm. um, you should even, sign up for Weekend Sherpa. We send even it, in L.A.? Even in L.A.? Even if you're from L.A., we'll still talk to you. Yeah, even if you're from L.A. You know, L.A. <laughs> gets a bad rap, but they got some right. amazing outdoors. You just got to work a little bit harder, I would say, than to, you do go find it, in it. the Bay Area. But every week we send out an email about, here's a few great, great ways to get outdoors okay. locally. If you right. happen to live in the Bay Area, we have a Bay Area edition. If you live in Southern California, we have a Southern California edition. So we're writing about great places to go hiking or bike riding, So kayaking. it's just like suggestions on your weekend. Yes. Right? Because I think, tell me, okay, Brad, where are you from? I'm from Central California, the Central Valley, the Visalia, if you're familiar with There's, Highway 99. Are you telling me we got San Francisco and we got LA, San, San Diego, Disneyland. Yeah. There's something in the middle? I know, it's crazy. What's What? The unexplored what? middle. <laughs> <laughs> so you're from the Central Valley where everyone's food actually comes from. Exactly. Uh, yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. It's very agricultural in the Central Valley. It's very hot. Yes. Um, but, you know, where I grew up in Visalia, it's actually, it's not too far from Sequoia National Park. Okay. Um, which not a lot of people get to. It's, uh, you know, Yosemite always makes the list. and Yeah, that's um, the pretty girl that everyone knows about. Of course. I mean, and, right. it, you know, for and it's it's amazing. Yosemite is 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 very very beautiful. But Sequoia, um, I mean, that's just kind of like my my hometown really? national park is about thirty minutes from the entrance uh, from where I grew up. For so, real? So you were right there yeah. at the beginning of the. It is a beautiful national park, and it's crazy. Like yeah. the the ecology of of uh, Sequoia goes from like the foothills all the way up to the highest 
Peak in Ooh. the lower 48, Mount mm. Whitney. That's all Sequoia, Kings Canyon area. National yeah, yeah. Park. So it's a really diverse national park. Um, a lot of great hikes and backpacking and all kinds of good stuff. So you can, so you grew up in Visalia, which yeah. for people who are from California know, a lot of grapes come from down that area uh, and some fruit, fruits and, and trees. and also, I mean, it's, it is an agricultural powerhouse, that county. Oh, yeah, Tulare County, yeah. Um, and currently has a lake. Yeah, this last winter, the super wet winter created a lake. It's yeah. crazy. I don't know if it's still there. It, supposedly it is. It's massive. It's yeah. shallow. And it's like, you know, the California Central Valley used to be a lake. Yeah. And uh, every year before humans, like, were really here, and it was definitely before European you know, colonization and changing everything, it would flood. Yeah. And the rivers would flood, and it would just be this massive wetland. Uh, and I guess Tulare Lake is back. It's mm-hmm. back and it's better back. than ever. I don't know uh, how people feel about it. But yeah. I, this time there's actually houses and towns down there. So it's a little bit <laughs> different, but that's amazing that yeah. that shows the ecology of that area. Yeah. I mean, and there also used to be tule elk wandering around. We used to have like grizzly bears all over California. I mean, this right. was, you go back a couple thousand years, this was a totally different place, right? <laughs> <laughs> Can yeah. you imagine that? Just got to wait. It might change again. Um, yeah. We, well, we have a grizzly bear on the flag, so yeah, we, we used true. to do that. And we actually have black bears in Sonoma County, even really? in Sonoma Valley. Really? Yeah. They've been hanging around Sugarloaf Ridge State Park a little bit. Okay. And Hood Mountain Regional Park, just up the Valley. That's like that 20 crazy? minutes from where we're sitting. I know. You could drive and be in an area where there's black bears. Isn't that crazy? It's, that is crazy. I, I love that, actually. That is. I, um, you know, the Sonoma Ecology Center, they have the trail cams. Yeah. And occasionally they'll publish stuff on the, on the That's online. how I found out about it. And I was, I was like, looking that's at that. nuts. I'm like, that surely is Yosemite or like Montana. And they're like, this is Glen Ellen. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. I've never run into one and I've never right. seen or talked to anybody who has run mm. into them. But According to the trail cams, they're out they're there. They're out there. And we don't yeah. want to run into them, really. We kind of want them up there. Yeah. Like Doing the their thing. Yeah, Not getting used to garbage cans like the Tahoe ones, right? Oh, man. They those ones like know how to like hotwire cars now, don't they? Like, they're good. <laughs> totally. It's Grand Theft Auto with <laughs> those like, flat Those cars are really smart. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they smoke cigarettes. <laughs> they're like, that's not how you cook. Um, they know how to do everything. Um, okay, so let's go back. Weekend Sherpa. Sorry, you're, from, you're in here, Sonoma. Yes. And we can share up as a website where, if I recall, you used to send out an email. We do. Once a week, we send out an email about great things. So it's, you sign up, it's free. You get a weekly email from us, not all the time, just on Thursday mornings, giving you what's good to do outdoors locally um, around California. So um, it's, it's great. It's all the content that we write has been, you know, checked out firsthand by somebody Mm -hmm. on our team. So we're actually going out and we're checking out these little lodges or these hikes. You're actually doing We're actually doing this isn't like the stuff you see online like the Yelp or TripAdvisor where like I can do 25 reviews right now right. from my laptop and never go there. And never go, right? So yeah. you guys actually go out and, and try We actually go do it. So, okay. we, and you know, it, we have a, a small team of writers who's going out and doing all this stuff um, so that we know that we're getting the good stuff to share with our readers, like why this particular hike is great in October. Okay. Um, and actually, we just wrote about Sonoma Valley. We, we wrote about um, going on a hike at Sugarloaf Ridge State Park. Where the black bears are. Where the black bears are. Don't worry about that. <laughs> um, but going actually to the summit of Bald Mountain to catch the sunset and mm. then stay a little bit to kind of like see some of the stars and maybe the moon rise. It's, oh, wow. It's a full moon. Um, and uh, it's, I've done it a few times. That okay. hike to the top of Bald Mountain is, is awesome. It's, it's not like a, a gentle walk in the park. It's probably like three miles each way. But what makes it good to do is kind of like a 
a sunset hike is that when you're coming back down, you're coming down a fire road. So it's pretty wide oh, open. Okay. It's not okay. like a sketchy trail or like anything. There's no big cliff to the side of you kind of thing. Right. No, okay. you just like bring a headlamp and uh, and just walk down. And it's like the sunset from up there. It's ridiculous. Like you yeah. can see all the way out to the Pacific. Um, you're looking down in Sonoma Valley and you can see like Kenwood. Mm. Um, you can even look over towards the east and you can see St. Helena. Wow. And if it's a super clear day, you can see the Sierra Nevada range. That's amazing. It's awesome. Like so you're from, looking through this over the Central Valley where you grew up. You're looking out back towards the Sierra. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're at the top of that, you know, the Mayakamas range. So you're right. just getting a, just a spectacular view. And at sunset, nobody's up there. That's you pretty know? nice. So it's it's pretty cool. And they, I think sometimes they even have guided uh, night hikes through the Ecology Center again or through Sugarloaf, um, the state park yeah. up there. And they do that. Do you, so that's, you write about that kind of stuff. Did, yep. did you... Why do you do this? Like, how did this start? What's what, why are you here, Brad? No, you're like, <laughs> getting all angry. What happened? What is going on, Brad? No, so like, did you? Were you just like sitting in in Sonoma and you're like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. So I'm just gonna do it myself, or what happened? You know, um, no, I was I was in San Francisco at the time and I was working at a magazine um, at San Francisco Magazine, and I remember like you know each monthly issue, I'd get really excited about the ones where they would focus on outdoor content mm. because it was like this is. I mean, they do restaurants they do like lifestyle and Top culture 10 orthodontists in san francisco oh, isn't that a great one that's a good one the best yeah the best doctors <laughs> lots, lots of full page ads in that one yeah. though right yeah um but they would do local outdoor stuff but it wasn't very frequent it was mm. like maybe a few issues per per year which is ironic because san francisco is surrounded by the outdoors i know surrounded i know yeah. um so i was like well I like this content. I think other people like getting this information. There's there what there's not really any particular um, website magazine that's that's focusing on kind of this local outdoor stuff, which is great year round. Right. So um, at the time, um, web emails uh, like Daily Candy. I don't know if you remember mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. from back in the day. Um, was a, a daily email. Right. Um, with great writing, I was like, what if you took that kind of format, but applied it to local outdoor stuff, but instead mm. of daily, you just do it weekly. Um, so that's how the San Francisco Bay Area edition launched was just like an email to my friends and family saying, hey, I'm starting this week in Sherpa thing. It's about outdoor, local outdoors. Sign up for it if you want good information on right. that. And then it just kind of blew up from there. A few years later, we launched a Los Angeles edition. Okay. Um, and now we've been doing it for 17 years. And it's been um, that long. It's been that long. Long. Yeah, it's crazy. I remember it's, I signed up for it back when I lived in Oakland, and that was about 17, 16 years ago. Is that when so, you were yeah. working with Sonoma County? No, so, I was working for San Francisco Travel oh, back you were? then, San Francisco Convention and Visitors Bureau. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I was living in Oakland, and I heard about this thing, and we're like, <laughs> well, we can go outside and do stuff, man. And uh, we had little kids, we, didn't, we couldn't do anything, but, yeah. but we could dream about it. Right. And uh, no, I remember hearing about the trails, about especially up there in the East Bay, there's some great uh, oh, Grizzly Peak and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Up, up Tilden and everything. Tilden, Wildcat. Um, it's it's beautiful. I mean, that's, again, San Francisco, it's so funny that the magazine obviously concentrates in San Francisco, but mm -hmm. if you look at a donut hole, the, the mountains that surround San Francisco, yeah. um, they're beautiful. And there's like, obviously for you, a lot of places you can write about. Oh yeah. I mean, that's exactly, that's a great way to describe it too. Even going South and that whole like skyline boulevard mm -hmm. area in the South Bay, there's just so many parks and trailheads off of that. And Let me, Has anyone ever done this where like every County has a peak in it, right? Mm -hmm. So Marin's got Mount Tam. Um, we've got Mount St. Helena, which also share with Napa slash Lake, maybe. Mm -hmm. Lake, we've got uh, Diablo in the East Bay. Mm -hmm. Mount Amunum in the South Bay. Mm -hmm. Hamilton also in the South Bay. Yeah. Has anyone ever done seven peaks, seven days? And like we do Ooh. a hike 
Wouldn't it be kind of cool? Ooh, I mean, yeah, ring? like a fastest known time. Who can? Yeah, do it? well, or it's just like a challenge. It's like <laughs> right. San Francisco. I think it's Davidson's tallest mountain. So yeah. we kind of like just do all the the peaks. Yeah. And obviously, you can you can drive to all of them now. <laughs> yeah, a lot of <laughs> but, them, right? Mount Diablo. Right? Yeah, exactly. You go yeah. right up there. But I think you could do like these like three to four mile hikes, sometimes yeah. longer, and go up there. And I don't. I think the the weekend Sherpa challenge. There you go. I'm well, taking that idea. Just do That's it. a great idea. Yeah, I talked to my friend Matt about this. Matty Vino, he's been on this, yeah. and we were talking about it. We're like, this is great. We need new knees. I mean, to lose 20 pounds. <laughs> but we can do it. You can right? do it. And, yeah. and maybe I could do it over a month or something. Yeah. No, that's a great idea. You know what yeah. other, it doesn't get a lot of recognition, but a, a peak in the Bay Area that has a tremendous view and it's literally right in the middle of it is Angel Island. The oh, peak at the top is yeah. called Mount Livermore. And really? you can okay. hike up to the top of it. And there's like little picnic tables and stuff. But I mean, you get... You get the the three bridge view, like the Richmond Bridge, Golden right. Gate Bridge, and the Bay Bridge, and I think oh, wow. you can even see further down south, Dun- like Barton. the Dunbarton Bridge yeah. and like those other bridges. Um, but I yeah. bet you can on a clear day, like especially in the winter when it's like totally. that and it's just like crisp up there. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, no, it's awesome. This I've camped out there up. one time. It's like if you want a ridiculous camping experience, camp yeah. on Angel Island because you like, look back into San Francisco, don't you? Yeah, you're looking at the Golden Gate Bridge. I mean, you're getting like <laughs> one of the best views for like thirty five dollars right. a night, right? And <laughs> right. <laughs> And you're his, you're like listening to like the foghorns at night, and you can like hear the distant like city parties going right. on. It's just wild. Somewhere a plutocrat in T- Tiburon is paying bajillions of dollars to get that view, and you're like, I got it for thirty five dollars and a tent, sucker. Sucker. <laughs> Although getting a spot is hard. Oh really? Oh yeah. Like I think it's Reserve America, or Reserve California, yeah, one, one of, of the the park yeah. systems, and it's. I mean, that's the other thing about camping in in Northern California is like all the stuff that's close to San Francisco or. Mm-hmm. Oakland is it goes super fast. Got Angel it. Island goes super fast. Good stuff on Sonoma County, like Salt Point. It's goes a great fast. camping. Yeah, it's they have um, dwarf fast. trees up there at Salt Point. If oh. you take a little hike and you go up, they have a dwarf tree forest. And it's not that like some sort of weird variance in the tree. It's just the nutrients stunt them. Hmm. So they're like normal trees that you would see and they would grow taller, but because they kind of hit the nutrient less layer of the soil, they huh. stop growing. Oh, that's it's really weird. Yeah, you're hiking through normal to big, tall trees, and all of a sudden you come to a clearing, and you're like, everything's six feet tall. <laughs> like, this is weird. <laughs> that is I'm weird. huge. Um, well, let me ask you that one. What, what are some good camping sites uh, around Sonoma County or Sonoma Valley that you know of? Yeah, I mean, Sugarloaf is one of my favorites just because, or not Sugarloaf. Um, actually, Sugarloaf is good. They mm-hmm. actually have, um, I think, tent camping they introduced mm-hmm. recently. And I think uh, you, they even rent a tent to you if you don't have one. Yeah, exactly. So it's super turnkey. But um, Salt Point was what I was going to say, uh, just because it's right on the coast and you right. can just walk down to the, the trails. Um, a good one, but like I was saying, you have to get reservations mm-hmm. for a lot of these places, even Sugarloaf. One that you don't have to, so if you're being kind of like, you don't have a plan, but you really want to go camping this weekend or you just came into Sonoma Valley and you're like maybe we want to go explore other parts of the county um, is Pomo Canyon and that's just like um, if you get close to the town of Jenner, it's on the southern side of the Russian River, and okay. it's a first-come, first-serve campground in the Redwoods. Okay. It's ridiculously beautiful. Like, right. each campsite is kind of distant from the next, so it feels very intimate. Like, you mm-hmm. kind of have your own campsite. It's not, like, one on top of the next. So it's almost like the backpacking experience, but with the totally. drive-in camping ability to yeah, get there. Yeah, you have to, like, walk to your site, which is maybe one to three-minute walk, so it's not far, but right. first-come, first-serve. Hmm. It's a great spot to, to get that. 
that. Um, Pomo Canyon, good one. Pomo Canyon is a great one. Um, yeah, I mean, and there's even some further ones back up in like Hood Mountain. I don't know if they've reopened that since, um, you know, some of the, the natural disaster stuff we had a few years ago. But right. uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, we're spoiled in Sonoma County. There's just so much right. to do from the hiking to the camping to the bike riding to the wine. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It is a, an amazing county. All right. Well, I, here's some more questions I got. Because yeah. I posted that I was having you on the podcast. Oh, okay. So people asked some questions. Uh-oh. Ready? All right. What's your favorite trail that you've hiked, and what made it so memorable? Oh, man. This comes from Molly. That was her question. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, that, 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 that's a tough one, and I get asked that a lot, and it kind of depends on, like... It's like asking what... your mom and dad who's your favorite kid. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> But I have a lot of children. Right. I mean, I've been on a lot of trails. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so um, one that I, I, I just love is um, is going to Point Reyes and uh, actually hiking the Tamales Point Trail. Okay. So, And the reason I love that that trail so much is that it's close to San Francisco. It's close to Sonoma. It's, it's a Bay Area trail. Um, and Point Reyes, I just think, is, is a spectacular place to go. And mm-hmm. on that particular hike, you get, you're get you on the top of kind of like this gentle ridge line. So to the west, you're looking at the Pacific Ocean. And if you go during gray whale season, basically November through April, mm-hmm. you might have a chance of seeing a gray whale. To see whale. a whale out in the ocean. Yeah. That's crazy. Absolutely. Just okay. staying on shore, um, especially in the springtime when they're kind of a little closer to shore in March and April. It's a good time to see gray whales from shore. Um, but on the on the eastern side, you have Tamales Bay, hmm. and you get that kind of view. And so you're, and it's not you're kind of like hiking through some like high brush wildflowers, and you get to the very tip of Point Reyes or Tamales Point, the northern part, and it's just like this kind of confluence of the waves and the bay, and it's just really cool. It's okay. like a, maybe a four and a half mile hike each way. It's not, it's not super hard. Right? No, it's you're, it's Point Reyes, so you're you're kind of cruising along at a at the same elevation the entire time. Mm-hmm. And the other really cool thing about that hike is that uh, you get to see tule elk. It's almost guaranteed. Really? Yeah. So they have like several hundred tule elk in Point Reyes. Okay. And they're like, they're huge. And they're native to California. They're native to the Point Reyes area. Um, and you get to walk right by these big boys. It's That's super crazy. cool. So it's like this wildlife experience too. Yeah. When, when The first time you see an elk, you think, is that a moose? Because they are massive. We're used to seeing our little deer out here, little white-tailed deer jumping around. Yeah. Or and then you see the tule elk and you're it, like, whoa. Yeah. And that harkens back, as you said, to the, the grizzly bears that used to be here. Yeah. And the, and the megafauna we used to have in yeah, the Bay Area. No, we got yeah. rid of the megafauna. Bring back the megafauna. We, we need to do a, a bumper sticker. <laughs> Bring back the megafauna. I love it. Um, okay, that's that's good. So that's a good hike. So Point uh, Reyes is like one of your favorite. I love it. Absolutely. Another question I got from someone named Lisa, of which, if you're my age, you know a lot of people named Lisa. So um, Sarah's right up there. Sarah and Lisa, man, they're all there. Um, what is your favorite treat after a hike? Or, mm. or kayak or bike or whatever. Like, what do you? What do you I do? honestly beer. Yeah, that's good. No, I like a, I like a dark beer. Like, yeah. you're out in the, I don't know why a dark beer tastes better in the outdoors. Yeah, but for some reason, I don't. It's the malt or something. It just tastes good, especially in the winter. I love all you know, beer. I mean, yeah. honestly, I usually kind of veer towards like a IPA mm-hmm. and. 
few years ago, I got into the hazy IPAs, and I still haven't gotten over that trend. I still right. love it. Right. <laughs> it's so delicious. Okay, but, okay, but the ride. terms have gotten ridiculous. The hazy, juicy, double. Oh, I know. Super, it's like, yeah, it's, it's like, like, oh, my God. I'm not going to dissect your beer, but I'm going to drink it, and it's going to be delicious. Dissect <laughs> <laughs> your That's good one. Yes, and IPAs are always good. Very West Coast uh, thing, very Pacific yeah. Northwest. Yeah. So that's a classic. And thing. sometimes wine. I mean, sometimes, like, you right. know, a nice glass of, like, Riesling or Chardonnay or something like that after you're hot. Well, is, okay, Brad, you seem to know a lot about wine, though. Can you tell me, is this something that you know how to make? Well, that's very specific. Is it? (laughs) (laughs) Tell me, because a little bird told me that you're also part of uh, a home winemaking association. I am, yeah. uh, The Sonoma Home Winemakers. Okay. Um, Yeah, so we're uh, amateur home winemakers, not commercial, just kind of doing it for fun. Right. For a hobby, quote unquote fun. It's fun when it works out. (laughs) It's it's not so fun when your wine stinks. It is funny how... And I've brought this up before. Anyone can make wine. You can put grapes in a bucket, uh-huh. put them in a warm enough garage. You'll have wine. Yeah. It will be terrible wine. Probably. But it will ferment. Yeah. Right? And the trick is to get beyond the terrible bucket in the garage into yeah. something that you're proud to give out at Christmas, right? You're yeah. like, I made this. Yeah, it's true. Like, right? the whole point is basically don't screw it up. It's just like, <laughs> we have such good grapes here in Sonoma right. Valley. Right. Um, and through this club, I've had access to some great grapes, um, some Pinot Noir, some Zinfandel, and okay. all, all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I've been uh, playing with making uh, wine for the last several years and mm-hmm. some years are great actually one of my best years was mm-hmm. 2017 believe it mm-hmm. or not that was interesting it's an interesting year in, in Sonoma history is that because you had to leave and you left them in the bucket in the garage so no we did we <laughs> you got didn't evacuated. touch them and they turned fine <laughs> it's like I didn't have, I didn't screw it up apparently <laughs> if, I, if I recall at UC Davis uh, Viticultural School just just don't screw it up isn't just that don't like screw it up. <laughs> oh that yeah. is that yeah no that should be yeah <laughs> um, okay so you make what kind of wines do you like to make any kind or I like Zinfandel I like okay. Pinot Noir, um, and that's just because I've had access to getting those grapes. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'd love to make like a Cabernet or a Syrah. I've never okay. made a white wine before. Really? I'd like okay. to try that out. But um, how yeah. do you get your grapes? Do you just like go out under cover of night with your headlamp and, and <laughs> yeah, liberate totally, some grapes? Totally gorilla. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I have. So I planted some grapes in our backyard um, really? in 2013. Yeah. So we have about 80 vines, okay. um, which is enough for like. I think maybe six or seven cases really? of okay. wine. So that's that's enough. Um, yes. And then sometimes you get extra, um, like through the home winemakers, you get access to grapes. Like they can, all know a guy. There's lots of I know grapes, a guy. Grapes fell off a truck. Yeah. Or usually I know a lot of home winemakers also, after a professional winemaker or a vineyard person picks, they're like, you're welcome to have whatever's left because they often don't pick everything. Right. Or they're like, we have enough to make our wine, so it's all yours. Yeah. So you can go in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you make this stuff at, literally in your garage? Are you a garage yeast? <sighs> Not. I mean, the garage gets really hot, so I make mm-hmm. it kind of like in our back backyard. Um, yeah, I was like in rich. a shed or something? Or do you like <laughs> literally like have like a bunch of umbrellas and you're making it in your backyard? You just make it in the backyard. You are? Yeah. I love this. You just make it in the backyard. You have like a, what's called a crusher distemmer. So you, you pick all the grapes and you want to basically... Typically, you crush and distem it like right away, okay. like right when you pick them. Right. Um, and so that goes into like some kind of a, a holding vessel. We use garbage cans and mm-hmm. then it goes through fermentation. That takes about a week, 10 days. And that's where basically after that, that first fermentation or that primary fermentation, you have wine. Hmm. Right? It's like right there after about 10 days. So it has the alcohol, the yeah. sugar. It's, you it's can gone. literally drink that. You could. It's, it will not be good. 
It'll probably taste a little, yeah, not not great. It needs needs some time. Really? Okay. Yeah. So it has to age a little bit somehow. It has to age a little bit. And then it can go through a, a secondary fermentation called malolactic, which most red wine does and Chardonnay does too, typically, to give you that kind of like buttery mm-hmm. uh, tendencies that you get in the wine. Um, so yeah, that's just kind of like all this scientific stuff and like reading a lot of books, talking to these guys from this from the club um, has been been very helpful and also just lots of notes you just got to take a lot you got to you can't you remember what did i do that one year that it turned out great you got you got to well, so write, write it down. down like a scientist you, yeah. you write down the the, the lab notes yeah yeah um are there professional winemakers that help you out no i wish are no. they busy doing other things around harvest? You know, that's the thing, right? It's like we all are doing our thing at the same time, harvest. <laughs> and it's like they're doing it professionally. Do they want to talk to the hobby guy? Hey, like, I know you've been working 20 hours. You want to swing by the old uh, right. meeting after hours? Like, no, I want to sleep no, and see yeah, my family. Those guys are exhausted. Yeah. I know. But I do enjoy drinking Sonoma Valley wine. Okay. Yeah. That's good. What's and your I, favorite, uh, like, varietal? You know, it's funny you mentioned I like Zinfandel. Um, uh, I, re- I, I really do like Zinfandel. Um, in the summer, I tend, though, to go, like a lot of people, to Sauvignon Blanc, which is a really nice backyard wine. Yeah. Um, Chardonnay, I've never been a huge... The, you mentioned the malolactic and the buttery flavor, the, the diacetyl. I, I'm not a big fan of that, so I like the crisper white wines. Yeah. Um, Gewürztraminer. Gewürztraminer. I mean, people sometimes people go super sweet on that. Yeah. So you gotta be careful, right? I was gonna say Gruner Veltliner, which is an Austrian grape. Yeah. Some people make it here. Really? That's a really good crisp backyard wine. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, Red wines, like I said, I I do like Zinfandel, Pinot Noir. Pinot great. Pinot Noir is tricky though, right? Like some people get so into Pinot Noir, they become crazy and the whole sideways thing. Yeah. And I don't get that level of excited specifically about Pinot Noir. Like, I've had really, really delicious, amazing, expensive Pinot Noirs. Yeah. And I've also had really delicious, amazing, not expensive Pinot Noirs. Yeah. And so it's my palate. I have allergies, so half the time I can't really taste a big difference. So I'm like, I'm okay here, right? Um, But I know that Pinot Noir is very finicky, and the people who are into Pinot are, like, really They're really into Pinot. They're like Dungeons and Dragons people. Like, they're way into it, and they'll talk, and you're like, I'm so happy that you're passionate about this, (laughs) but, like, I'm just not feeling it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, but I can I can honor their excitement. Yeah. You know? Good for you. Uh, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> very excited about this, <laughs> I can right. tell. Right. I like Syrah. I love Syrah. Yeah. It's good. Um, it's funny because the ones I don't normally buy, I have this weird thing, and you might have it too, when you go to the store and you buy, you actually buy wine. Yeah. Like, you know, which is kind of rare because you get a lot of wine around here. Yeah. Uh, but then you're like, I'm going to run into another winemaker and they're going to look at my grocery cart. Uh huh. And they're going to be gonna like, get judged. Exactly. Like Paul Giusto from Highway 12 is going to be like, his honor, why is there some Benziger there? And then like, or Jill Benziger is going to see me and say, what's up with the Highway 12 wine? I'm like, ah, uh, you know, so, <laughs> I, I love you all equally, right? So you got that problem. Um, I, I love that you're a, a home winemaker. Did you grow up in a winemaking family, though? No, no. Just a friend was kind okay. of like into it. And then I kind of got into it based off of him. But uh, it's fun. I mean, it's the, the barrier to entry is a little steep because it it's is. like you. I had to I was renting the gear for it. Like I the didn't crushing know the you stemmer. could do that. Oh, right. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, okay. all this stuff can be several hundred dollars. And what's funny is you only use it for like a week. Right. Or less if you're just doing it once. If you're batch. just doing it once. So like before I was like fully committed to doing this, I was renting the gear and I was driving to Napa to, to the rental place. <laughs> from some guy to rent it from? No, it's uh, Napa Fermentation. Oh, right. So okay. they, they, they'll rent you all the stuff. But um, it starts to add up. And after a few years of that, I'm like, all right, I'm going to I'm gonna do this. I am just went to Craigslist and bought some oh, stuff. Oh, you did? You yeah. committed? Okay, good. Yeah. And uh, that's better than buying one from a professional because then you'd have to make... 
5,000 cases. Right. Today. And there'd be a lot of pressure. There, right. Your wife is frustrating like, hey, enough Brad, just doing it as a what's, hobby. What's going on with the distemmer out there and the crush pad? And the, yeah. Do you, do you squish the grapes with a, a basket press or something like that? Or how do you actually do the crush? In, yeah. Because they use a bladder press mm-hmm. here. I mean, everyone thinks we use barefoot Italian girls, which we do. Sometimes. But right. sometimes they go on strike. Their union's very strong. So uh, they use a bladder press, which air squishes out, right? It squishes right. the grapes. What, what do home winemakers do? It, typically, it's that crusher distemmer. Okay. So that's kind of like the all-in-one to like, you take your picked grapes mm-hmm. and you throw it in there and then it will crush it and mm-hmm. take the stems off and basically have it ready to go for primary fermentation. Okay. Yeah, it's a glorious machine. And then saves you a lot of uh, money and time and stuff Totally. Like you don't have to stomp on them. You don't have to do anything. It's ready to go. But if barefoot Italian girls did show up... Yeah, you'd let them you'd give them a it. whirl. All right, just <laughs> have fun. Here you are, Francesca. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> um, all right, but that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Brad, um, did you... Going back to your hiking and yeah. stuff like that, as a kid, did you grow up doing a lot of hiking and kayaking and biking, or, or how did you come into this? Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, it was... The outdoors has always been something that I've been pretty pretty passionate about. Um, biking as well. Been into mountain biking. I actually, when I was in high school... Um, I started a, a club at my high school. It's kind of dorky, but I started a club called the Outdoor Club. So the Outdoor Take Club. Take that AV club, you bunch of dorks. Or <laughs> the Outdoor Club. It was very literal. It was like, well, what are they about? They're about the outdoors. Um, so we, right. I would like basically organize trips for anybody at the high school who wanted right. to go. And we would take whitewater rafting trips camping on the beach. Um, we did some hiking trips. We did a mountain bike trip up in Kings Canyon. We really? did a variety of... And your trips. high school allowed this? What was funny was like I asked a variety of teachers that right. I had if I could have the meeting in their their classroom during lunch. Right. And uh, I got a lot of no's. There was one guy, who Mr. DeBrule, who Mr. was my, DeBrule. my science teacher, who would, he was like, you can do it in my room, but I'm leaving. Like, I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to know what's what you're talking about on your whitewater rafting trip. Possible deniability. <laughs> he, what he could have done is like it's it for biology, and you guys are out there going to find fields, you know, stuff exactly. or whatever. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So does Mr. Jabril know that he set you off on your career? I don't know what happened. I don't. I you know I'm not sure. Well, he okay. was he was a great teacher though. He mm-hmm. rode a Harley on the weekends. Um, he used to show these like National Geographic, like you know when teachers kind of wanted to to phone it in on a specific day, they just rip, they the bring cart. in the. <laughs> VHS cart, you know, they're like, here, press play, and then they would just kind of zone out. Right. And he, but his were really cool. Like, he really? would do like outdoor ones. Like, okay. Um, this, there's this one guy, he's kind of famous in Yosemite. His name's Ron Kauk. He's like one of the original rock climbers in Yosemite Valley. And he, um, there was like a PBS special mm-hmm. on, on the VHS that he showed about climbing Monkey Face, which is outside of Bend, Oregon. Okay. And I remember this like vividly when I was 16 years old, just watching that, being like, that is super cool. Um, so yeah, no, he was a he's a great great guy, a great teacher, and uh, I was really excited that he let us use his classroom for the Out, outdoor club. Outdoor club, man. Yeah. Did uh, a lot of kids sign up? And I, yeah, we had a pretty good showing. Like our trips, we'd have like anywhere from I don't know thirty. I think we had up to like eighty people come on okay. a bike ride. It was it was fun. It's just like your high school crew, you know. Right. The, the and you know the meetings at lunch were always fun. We would do a float, you know, and like some of the parades. It was just oh, kind like, of, like the Visalia, the Visalia. Just, no, no, it was like the home, oh, the homecoming. homecoming floats. All right. right, you know. Wait, what was your high school mascot? Uh, the Redwood Ranger. Oh, like Redwood the, Ranger. Okay, I like yeah, that. I went to Redwood and Visalia. So you know, like park rangers. All oh, right. Oh, so he's dressed up like a Smokey the Bear hat. Yep. And like a ranger. Yep. And he'd say, "Watch out for the bears, kids," or something like that, or basically, be careful with fire. Yep. 
Did you have redwoods in Visalia? I always thought Visalia is in no. the in the in the valley. It's in the valley, but Visalia claims a lot of what's outside of it. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> redwood high school, you know, there's no redwoods. Hey, has a, <laughs> and the you know the opposing high school is Mount Whitney. Mount oh. Whitney is several hundred miles away. <laughs> so I'm just getting the theme here about Visalia. It's like, hey kids, get out of here. Like, it's like get out. <laughs> you know, anytime I'm in the tourism game. Yo, I'm in the tourism game. Anytime uh, a place claims to be the gateway to something. Beware. Mm, I mean, they're great, and they're more affordable hotels. Yes. Right? But it's the gateway to... Right. Right, just You're going like, to need to go somewhere, I is mean, what they're telling yeah, you. Yeah, Burlingame's the gateway to San Francisco, right? And there's nothing wrong with Burlingame. Sure. Right, it's a great place. Right. But it's not San Francisco. Right. But if you want to visit Burlingame and all the stuff that's there... Sure. Kind of gotten into a cul-de-sac on the conversation. No, but I it's... I mean, like, oh, the airport's there. Yeah. San Francisco airport. Yeah. A lot of people want to see that. They do? <laughs> There's a Pete's Coffee I go to when he needs a bathroom. Anyway, it's nice. But you get the idea. The gateway okay. to something. Gateway yeah. to something, yes. Something. Um, all right, Brad, before we go into you helping answer some questions that we got, okay, you have to tell people, how do they find your this business of yours again? What's it called? Uh, Weekend Sherpa. Oh, that one. So yes. Do you guys have a website or something like that? We do. Weekend and Sherpa, S-H-E-R-P-A dot com. And you just can sign up for our free weekly email and you'll hear from us every Thursday morning Got about it. what's good to do outdoors around California. And there's a Northern California and a Southern California. Do I have to be a vapid silicone enhanced person to subscribe to the LA one? Or even if I'm a cool Birkenstock wearing patchouli smelling Northern Californian, can I, <laughs> can I get the Southern California one too? You can get both. You can, okay. Whatever you're interested in, okay. sign up for one or both. How come you haven't done a Central Valley one, like a Fresno one, a Bakersfield one? I don't know. No, I'm serious. There's like a, I mean, there's, not, there's not as many people down there clearly, but there's pretty yeah. substantial populations there. So you know, the Central Valley Sherpa. You know, we we do reach out to the California. Sierra Nevada, which is probably right. would be a lot of the content right. for those areas. We we do that already a right. bit, you know? So, um, but it's not a bad idea. We'll, I'll oh, take that back that. to Thank the you. team. <laughs> he will not do that. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, you're so diplomatic. I appreciate that. Which is perfect for our next section here. Brad, you know that we have two visitor centers. Yeah. Uh, and people text us and they call us and do stuff. You're going to help us in a segment we call We Get, get questions. questions. Oh, all right. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Actual questions that we've received. You have okay. not seen these yet, have you? I, I have not. Do you want me to hand them to you, or you want to just like have me read them to you? Just let's go. Okay, let's here we go. I happens. love this. Thank you. I love it. Um, I'm, I, this one I'm going to try to do. Here we go. <clears throat> the six of us got here from Australia. I don't know why I'm doing the accent. <laughs> no, keep going. <laughs> We're looking for a winery that offers a luncheon and a tour and a tasting. What do you suggest? I, I'm sort of Kiwi, South African, Irish at the same time. <laughs> so okay, the six of us got here from Australia. We're okay. looking for a winery that offers a luncheon. I'm assuming lunch. And a tour and a tasting. Mm-hmm. What do you suggest? Boy, help, help these Aussies. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Um, all right, I would say, I would probably say Buena Vista. Actually, Buena okay. Vista because they they definitely do tours. It's right. the oldest premium winery in California, so it's got a lot of history. Um, you can check out the champagne cellars um, and go on that tour. You can absolutely taste there. Mm-hmm. Um, they have some great Pinot Noirs and uh, Chardonnays. And they do offer 
um, lunch. I think they have like a food truck that comes on the weekends or you can get like a, a box lunch. It's owned by the same company that owns Oakville Grocery. So mm. I think they bring in some of those provisions that mm. you can that they have on site so that you could get all three of those. Right there. One right there Good at Buena job. Vista. You nailed that. Come on, baby. Good job. Come on. <laughs> what else you got? <laughs> that was so easy. Yeah, see, uh, Buena Vista is a great one. There is, I mean, St. Francis Winery is known for doing a food and wine pairing. It's actually more like a, it's not a meal because I can't say it's a meal, but it's like a meal. Yeah. It's very similar and they can do a tour there. Almost every winery will have some sort of food option that you can purchase. They're not restaurants, but there right. might be small pairings that they do. Letson, I think, has a little deli and stuff like that. And some you can bring um, a lunch too. Right, call ahead. Call right, ahead. But can, yeah, you can yeah. picnic there. Absolutely. Like Sebastiani Winery, yep. not too far from the from the plaza, right. um, has picnic tables and you can yep. totally bring your own stuff. Absolutely. And, and they have food trucks there sometimes on Fridays when they do their different yeah. events and things like yep. that. So, oh, good job. No, You're amazing. You. Here's another one. I will not do an accent for this one because I don't know what accent this was. But Okay. <laughs> okay. But maybe it is also Australian. Who knows? Uh, where can I take my dog in Sonoma Valley? So I've got a dog, and I'm visiting yeah, Sonoma I know. Valley. It's, so it's, probably not from Australia. It's hard yeah, to travel yeah. the dog. Yeah, yeah. But where can I take my dog? That's a really good question, actually. Yeah. Um, uh, you can't take it on the plaza, because the plaza is, doesn't allow dogs. Yeah, so, and you're right. And you can and can't. Supposedly... You can go on the outside sidewalk. You totally can, yes. Right. Uh, but if you if you want to go on like a, a walk right. with your dog, Sonoma Regional Park okay. up in Glen Ellen mm. is a great spot, okay. and it's totally dog friendly. Okay. Um, and it's there's some great trails. You can do anything from like a 30 minute hike to like an hour hike. They have a okay. reservoir there. Um, it's close to the Sonoma Developmental Center, which is that's just like a beautiful part of Sonoma Valley. That Arnold Drive that parallels Highway 12 going through Glen Ellen is is really beautiful. And you can bring your dog there. Another place, um, you know, state parks are typically not dog friendly, but mm. Jack London State Park has a trail mm. that is dog friendly. You can actually hike out to the Wolf House Ruins, which is where Jack London built his massive estate that, uh, or he was trying to build his massive estate and then a fi- it caught fire like before it was finished. And so these, you see the ruins of this like huge mansion with like a ridiculous number of like fireplaces because they <laughs> the didn't, no central heating back then. <laughs> so, um, but you can totally do, take your dog on okay. like, I think it's like a half mile hike to get out to the, well, that's good to the know. Wolf House. That's Jack London State Park. Yeah. So you have Jack London State Park, Sonoma Valley Regional Park. Yes. Uh, and then the Plaza, which is a city park, but you're right. You kind of have to walk around the walk outside. Walk around. You can't yes. re- technically go inside with your dog. Right. Although I've seen people do it. Oh, that, I think it happens. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> but on First Street West, there is the city dog park, um, which is small, but it's an enclosed dog park. And there's another one off. Arnold, I think, and I think Sonoma Valley Regional Park has a dog park inside mm-hmm. of it. Yep. Um, and there's plenty of, you know, some wineries do dog hikes. Like, Cundy Winery does a dog hike. You can oh, bring your cool. dog. Yeah, you can look for that one. Um, Spring Lake Regional Park, which is technically not in Sonoma Valley, but, like, it's just over the hill. Yeah. And it's kind of attached to Annadale slash Howarth Park, so it's just in the northern part of the valley. Yeah. They have a thing called Water Bark, where you can bring your dog to the swimming lagoon. Hmm. Um, usually in the fall when they're done, they have a big swimming lagoon and the water's chlorinated, but it's sort of like a lake. And then after September, like, okay, dogs can go in there. Oh, cool. It's hilarious. And there's a big fundraiser for all the dogs. And it's just, it's a madhouse. If you don't mind a muddy, happy dog, yeah. go there. Go go there. Or if you want yeah. to go to a winery with your dog, a lot of wineries are actually pretty dog friendly. Totally. Buena Vista that we mentioned yeah. before. Um, Sebastiani that we, we mentioned earlier. Um, Imagery, which is right. right up Sonoma Valley, has also got a, a dog friendly picnic area. So there's a lot of options. If right. 
right. you got you want to bring the pooch and do some wine tasting. That's a good point. Uh, well-behaved dogs, and also recommend don't hike in the vineyards with your dog. Ask permission. Dogs do eat grapes. Dogs shouldn't eat grapes, and it makes the home winemaker sad when their Pinot Noir gets munched by Fido. <laughs> <laughs> True. They're like, what the heck? Uh, Brad, here's another one we got. We, people ask us all sorts of weird questions. Okay. So this is kind of funny. Okay, you're gonna you're yeah. getting a little. Right. What's a good way to identify a bug? I found in Sonoma Valley. Oh, <laughs> a bug. People think like we're a bunch of like entomologists, <laughs> like, yeah, here I am, bring the bug to me. Yeah, what's, and, but you're an outdoors guy. Like, how, how would you go about identifying a bug? I, is there like an iNaturalist thing or is there like an app that does that? Yeah, I, I think iNaturalist does do that one. Or Seek, it? S-E-E-K, which is from iNaturalist. Okay. Uh, it's through the California Academy of Sciences. And yeah. you can scan people people and it'll tell you it's a person yeah. no way you can scan a cat i'll tell you it's a cat but you can also scan bugs yeah i'm just gonna pull it up here huh uh seeks a good one yeah um, no there's i know you, you, do you I, use I, any of those apps sometimes there was one i forget what it was called but i was using it um to identify different plants you mm-hmm. know you're like what kind of tree is this and you just right. take a photo of the leaf and it'll tell you oh this right. is most likely this kind of a tree right um and uh i i don't know i forget what that app was called. I think there's there were several of them. There's a lot there's, out there. There's one that will rise to the top. Um, right. I'm not sure. Only one show in. I know. Well, I'm going to scan you and see if it tells you what it, what it thinks you are. It says, keep scanning. A bug? Uh, well, I'm, u- I'm using Seek, and it's funny because it's not... It identified my cat. Are you sure you're a human? Mm. Oh, my gosh. Maybe you're like one of the lizard people. Well, it doesn't seem like it's working right now, but it could also be the Wi-Fi. <laughs> uh, but I use Seek, and I can find all sorts of neat things. So, I don't... I don't know anything about anything, but when people come up and ask me about a bug or a plant or whatever, yeah. I go over there and I scan it. <laughs> yeah. Let me just... Uh... I'm like, that's a crepe myrtle. That's a kind of tree. <laughs> um, but yeah, I also think if you go to the Sonoma Ecology Center uh, website, they have a lot of information about plants uh, and animals. Great resource. The, the flora and fauna, going back to our megafauna, megafauna uh, yeah. that's found in Sonoma Valley. And you can kind of see there. But 90% of the time, uh, it's a Jerusalem cricket, in which there's a really ugly looking bug that you see a lot in the soil and people freak out oh. about it. And it's Are totally they also friendly. called potato bugs? It's funny about the potato bug. Let's, let's talk about this. Because okay. some people also called sow bugs potato bugs slash curly curlies potato bugs. Huh. Other people call Jerusalem crickets potato bugs. Huh. And we need to have a conference to settle this once and for all. We do. Among the council of five-year-olds that look at bugs. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're right, they're also called potato bugs. Yeah. How'd you know that? Is that a Vesalia thing? Come on. We have chickens, and whenever a chicken gets a potato bug, it's like they won the lottery. They're just like they're running around. They're huge, like, just like a snack. Yeah. Those are great. Yeah, it's, you raise chickens? Well, raise versus have. Okay. Touche. <laughs> you have chickens? Do they're they very them? low maintenance. <laughs> I can <laughs> say they, that. They, Put out they, food and water. Do they lay they eggs? Do they do. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. Not, I guess you say raised chickens when they're meat chickens or something. I'm not sure. No, you can say raised chickens. Oh, I mean, can? they're they're, okay. they're like pets, but they're kind of like, you know, you, you, it's hard to bond really well with a chicken unless you're super committed to bond to wanting to bond with that chicken. Like you have to, like from a very young age, pick up the chicken a lot. And like, so the, they're used to like being handled by a person. Yeah. How to bond with a chicken. Chicken. Yeah, that's chicken a different podcast. Your... <laughs> I'd have fun with the chicken. You're going to get tons of downloads on that. <laughs> Brad, I swear to God. I, I love that. Some, we're going to get angry chicken email. Because chicken people are serious. Oh, yeah. They're like, okay, so you have chickens. We have chickens. You, but you're not bonded with them. 
you know, we've had some really good ones over the years that are like very sweet. Like Laverne, Laverne was great. She was an Easter egger. She had like these like greenish blue eggs. She was like, she was great. <laughs> Loved Laverne. We haven't had another Laverne type in a while. So the ones we have now are just kind of like skittish. We have some grizzled veterans that have really, <laughs> they've been around for 10 years. They, uh, they, we just need to install like chicken shuffleboard or something. It's like a retirement <laughs> community for chickens. For ch- <laughs> <laughs> I love I never knew this about you. I didn't know that you. Okay, well, great. Think uh, grizzled chickens <laughs> grizzled. and an Easter egg chicken, <laughs> and all these different levels of chicken hierarchy. Yeah. At, okay, that's amazing. Yeah, we actually have we have three young chicks at our okay. house now because we had a, uh, a, a we got attacked over the summer. Unfortunately, a raccoon came into our chicken coop and it was just a massacre. Um, oh, no. Very unfortunate. We right. lost a few hens. Sorry. So we had to. Uh, we just got back on the horse and got got some new chickens. <laughs> Went down to the old chicken store and yep. got a chicken. You don't have a rooster though. No, luckily not. <laughs> okay. Although. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be illegal if we did, because we county. actually live outside of the city limits. Right. But, I mean, you'd be a super annoying neighbor if you had... If you had People would always know when the sun's about to rise. I know. The last thing about roosters, they just they'll crow through the night. They're We've jerks. had a rooster. They're jerks. They're total jerks. Yeah, and they'll chase you. Yeah. They're mean. Yeah, I used to live in a country with uh, uh, a lot of chickens in the Caribbean. Really? And we'd hear them all in the, the Caribbean? Time. Yeah, and, and we'd hear chickens you all You lived the in the Caribbean? I lived in the Caribbean, <laughs> yes. <laughs> when was that? 2003. No kidding. Yeah, a long time ago. Before kids. And uh, chickens were everywhere, yeah. and um, they were loud. Yeah. And also, uh, it, so it was Haiti, so they have like a, a tradition of cockfighting. Oh. So people would also have lots of rooster. It was just like, those chickens are jerks. Like, you'd have to like have a stick in Aggressive. your hand and yeah. be like, chicken? Or this rooster, you know, <laughs> I'm going to walk down this trail and you are not going to attack me. Leave me, me. alone. <laughs> they would attack you. you leave me alone. I know. It's kind of embarrassing to lose a fight to a chicken, but here we are. Um, but this also reminds me, um, people who want to learn more about Weekend Sherpa and the outdoors, I think there's a podcast about the outdoors. Is, is it one that you host? Yeah. Tell me about yes, it. Yes. I host it with my co-founder and wife, Holly Kulak. Okay. Um, it's called uh, Weekend Sherpa, Take It Outside. So all you have to do is just search Weekend Sherpa. And Wait, you just took your, your high school club and made that <laughs> the podcast, the outside yeah, club? You know, You're like Weekend Sherpa, outside yeah. club, extended edition. Yeah. I love it. That's what life is. It's one long story. What, right? do, you guys, what do you guys talk about on this podcast? Um, we talk about getting outdoors um, in California, what's new in the world of travel in California and beyond. Um, we actually, we were just in uh, the this real cool area that I hadn't been to before called Plumas County. Oh. Um, so we did a podcast recently about exploring Plumas County, which is like the very northern reach of the Sierra Nevada. It's kind of like where the Cascade Range mm. and the Sierra Nevada and the Great Basin kind of all collide right there. So okay. it's like a real the kind north, of northeastern corner of, the, of California. Yeah. Like Quincy, okay. if you've heard right, of that town yeah. is up there, um, like Almanor is up there and also Lassen Volcanic National Park is right. up there, which is really cool. It's like got a little mud pot geothermal situation going oh, almost cool. like Yellowstone. Right. Yeah. It's really fun. Um, so yeah. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll talk about things like that, places we've been. We interview other people who are in kind of like the California outdoor scene. And uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. We're on our 58th episode. Now. Oh, wow. Yeah. So how often are you doing that? Every couple of weeks or every week? Usually it's every couple of weeks. Yep. Okay. Okay. And that's the uh, Weekend Sherpa. Take it outside. Yes. Yep. Go Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> Available wherever you find podcasts. <laughs> and Brad, again, for the website for people on Weekend Sherpa is... 
WeekendSherpa.com. Sign up for those emails. Brad, thank you for stopping by. Thanks, Tim. You've been wonderful. Um, from everybody else, make sure you go to WeekendSherpa.com for the information. If you want information about Cinema Valley, go to CinemaValley.com. You can subscribe to our emails, which are almost as good as Brad's, and also have special offers, deals, and recipes. Uh, and if you have listened this long in the podcast, and you have because you hear my voice, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, give us 25 stars, whatever it is, so other people can know about it. Thanks for listening. Dad, I hope you feel better soon. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you.